Thank you, Willie B., for that gracious announcement. Thank you very much. Thank you. I'm glad you could all be here today. I called you all here today to make an important announcement. But first, I want to introduce you to a man that certainly needs no introduction. A man famous in his own right. I'm talking about Holly Rafe. Holly, step up here and be recognized. Colonel, I want to thank you for that introduction. And I believe that this announcement is going to shock the world of wrestling. As all my friends here know, Mr. Race is the manager of one of the all-time great wrestlers and the WCW heavyweight champion. Thank you, Mr. Parker. Now, I want to take this opportunity to introduce you to the WCW World's Heavyweight Champion, Big Van Vader. Mr. Vader, come on up here and say hello. Yeah, baby! Who's the man? Who's the man? Thank you, Holly, and thank you very much, Mr. Vader. And now let me introduce you to the man that rules the world. Step on up here, Sid Vicious, and let your fans admire you. <laughs> Take your look. Get it, don't get any better than this. <laughs> I called you here today to make an announcement that will astound the wrestling world. Mr. Race and I, Colonel Parker, have just made a gentleman's agreement uniting the great Sid Vicious, the man who rules the world, and the WCW heavyweight champion, Big Van Vader. From now on, they'll be known as the Masters of the Powerbomb. And together, they'll rule the world. one goal in mind, and that is to dominate the world of professional wrestling and to eliminate deadbeats and all soul rands yellow bellied do-gooders of the WCW. We have a list right here of who we intend to eliminate from the world of professional wrestling. We're going to cut their throats. Now, just a minute, my bloodthirsty friend. We are civilized men here, Harley. We've agreed that the first two men that we're going to take care of is none other than that scum-sucking charity mongrel Steen and that flea-bitten mongrel British bulldog David Boy Smith. Because of their ignorance, they have foolishly agreed to wrestle us at the most important event of the summer, the Beach Blast. Beach We have invited both of these men, Sting and David Boy, to this rally to give them a chance to see the air of their ways and to give them a chance to possibly see the light. <laughs> they will be given the chance, like the rest of the men on this list, to leave the field of battle. No questions asked. Those who resist will be powerbombed like so many before. Yeah! Oh! 
Get that mangy dog, Cactus Jack. Seeing that we are you know, humanitarians here, we offer this invitation to Sting and David Boy to avoid unnecessary confrontation and take a little trip to the retirement haven of their choice. I'm sure that they'll understand that this is a token of our good nature. <laughs> now, men, just hush. We're trying to be civilized here. What is it, boy? What is it? I'm trying to make an announcement here. I've just been handed a short note here. I can't believe what I'm reading. They're not coming. I can't believe it. Davy Boy, Stinger, you just signed your own death warrant. I can't believe Stinger, Davy Boy, are coming. I've never been so insulted in all of my years. But this insult shall not go avenged. We will not let our honor be disgraced. And we will not tolerate this treatment. If you choose not to come to us in a gentlemanly fashion, then we will certainly come to you, sirs. We will be forced to unleash the masters of the power bomb. Power bomb! Power bomb! Power bomb! Power bomb! Power bomb! Gentlemen, we have business to attend to. Power bomb! 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 It's another pay-per-view weekend, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to your King of the Ring pre-show edition of Acceptable in the 90s. Big Meaty Cool is polishing his throne and scepter, oh pardon, in anticipation of a tournament for the ages. But we need to take a stop off in syndication on the way. But first, it's time to crack something open and head to Big Meaty Cool's Craft Beer Review. And well, guys, I know I normally have a treat for the senses, shall we say, but um, I've been working through uh, a few things that I've overbought on lately. So this one is, um, I suppose you could class it as a craft beer, but it's not necessarily much of a treat of one. Um, this is from our friends over at Brewdog, and this is their Clockwork Tangerine Session IPA, which was a limited edition a couple of years ago and is currently on general release in Aldi, where they stock it in cases. It was reasonably priced, so I, I picked a case up to check, and, uh, well, let's just say the curse of the Session IPAs strike again. Now, IPAs are pretty much Brewdog's bread and butter. Obviously, they're the guys behind the Funk branding. But, uh, yeah, this is just another one of their, um, you know, stock it quick, sell it cheap types, really. Uh, first of all, I'm, I'm drinking this from the can today, but just listen to this. Completely uninspiring open there. Just give it a little smell. And yeah, you can definitely catch a hint of tangerine there. Now, this is a brew dog, so 
it won't keep its head anyway. I've got more chance of keeping mine over 1993 WWF. So, um, yeah, let the BPMs take over your soul. And I will give this one of the many, many uninspiring tastes that I've given it. Yeah, and what you're tasting there really is pretty much just a standard, uninspiring, West Coast style IPA. There's definitely a hint of citrus taste, uh, in particular tangerine obviously, but... The aftertaste is a little bit cloying, really, a bit claggy. Um, the bitterness is almost too bitter, really. And it, it's hard to recommend this when the same supermarket chain currently has William Brothers making the Otis Blood Orange IPA for them. But never mind, it's um, a rare miss from Brewdog, really, as I have enjoyed quite a lot of their output lately. So I guess I'm going to have to put up with drinking that throughout the day's proceedings. But before we concern ourselves with all of that, we will cut across to Jon Snow to find out what was occurring on this day in history on June the 12th, 1993. There's not much to report really, it's, it's a bit of a slow news day. But in wrestling related music news, Three Little Pigs by comedy thrash act Green Jelly peaked at number 17 on the US Billboard, staying on the listing for 20 weeks, and eventually charted at number 5 in the United Kingdom. It additionally reached number 1 in New Zealand for two non-consecutive weeks and charted highly in several European countries. The chart success can be partly attributed to the song's unique and heavily aired music video, and if the name Green Jelly rings a bell with people of a certain age, it's because this is the band that did the cover of the Glitter Band's Do You Want To Be In My Gang with Hulk Hogan. At the top of the actual charts, Janet Jackson still had the US number one with That's The Way Love Goes, while UB40 still very much couldn't help falling in love with you over in the UK. Cliffhanger technically had one more day at the top of the US box office, while in the UK... Falling Down, the crime drama thriller starring Michael Douglas as the man on the edge with a suitcase and a lunch was beginning a two-week run at the top. The June 12, 1993 episode of WWF Superstars emanated from the Metro Centre in Halifax, Nova Scotia and was recorded on May 24, 1993. We open proceedings with a new sexy opening montage as Vince McMahon, Jerry the King Lawler and the macho man Randy Savage introduce us to the day's action. Savage, we are pumped. 
We're ready for action. We're ready for the king of the ring this Sunday night. What I'm ready for is the fact that the WWF title is on the line. And do you realize, Vince McMahon, how many prized possessions of this country that the Japanese already own? Let's face it, they own TriStar Pictures. They own CBS Records. They own Rockefeller Center. They own Pebble Beach. They even own the Seattle Mariners. And there's only one jewel left in that crown, the WWF title. And they're going to own that. And they're going to get it the old-fashioned way. They're not going to buy it. They're going to earn it when Yokozuna squashes Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Yokozuna does not represent the country of Japan. He represents himself. Macho Man, let's talk about the tournament itself. You're right. You're wrong. Let me tell you about the spectacular of spectaculars. Never before in the WWF. Never before, anywhere, anytime, any lifetime. And that's the King of the Ring tournament. Can you realize that we got eight guys left that have already qualified in a single elimination tournament? And uh, the winner has got to wrestle three times. Talk about an Iron Man. Talk about a guy that's the real deal. Talk about a guy that's number one in the Macho Man's book. The king is going to be crowned at the King of the Ring tournament. And I've got so much respect for whoever wins that King of the Ring tournament. But I'm not going to be able to help myself, Vince McMahon. And I'm not going to be able to help myself, Lawler. I'm going to jump over that top rope. And I'm going to put out my head. And I'm going to congratulate the winner. Yeah, I am. But after that, I might kick him in the stomach and challenge him and beat him down. Because that's just the way that I am. Yeah! Here we go! We start off with gripping tag team action as the Steiner brothers warm up for their eight-man tag contest against Iron Mike Sharp and Ralph LaRue. Commentary talk about the King of the Ring eight-man tag match as Savage tells us the Steiners are looking forward to teaming with the Smoking Guns while Vince wants to know the rules of the match. Rick works over Sharp to start before LaRue tags in and gets flattened with a clothesline by Scott before getting dumped on his head with a full Nelson suplex. The Steiners continue to beat the snot out of this poor guy until putting him away with a brutal-looking Doomsday DDT in 2 minutes and 35 seconds. A fun squash, just as we've come to expect from a show like this. LaRue absolutely got killed, but the Steiners were never noted for pulling their punches. From inside the pages of the WWF magazine, here's Update. Hello everyone, this is Gorilla Monsoon for Update, brought to you this week by WWF Royal Rumble on Super Nintendo. Take a look at this fantastic action. Bodies flying everywhere. This Royal Rumble game is available right now. Well, folks, there's big news this week. Some of it's good, some of it's bad, depending on who you are. If you're Shawn Michaels, some of the news is good. Last Sunday in Albany, New York, former champion Shawn Michaels, accompanied by a new bodyguard, regained his intercontinental title when the new bodyguard was instrumental in helping Michaels overcome Marty Jannetty. That makes him a two-time holder of the intercontinental title. Now the bad news. Guess who it's for? It's for you, Shawn Michaels, but it's good news for Crush. Shawn, there'll be no time for you to rest on your laurels. Already scheduled, your big matchup at King of the Ring happening this Sunday is now going to be an intercontinental title match as per the edict delivered by the office of the president, Jack Tunney. I don't even think you'll have time to polish up that belt, Sean. Kiss it goodbye. Shawn Michaels, once again, you're caught between the rock and the hard place. 
all the things that have been happening to you the last several weeks here in the World Wrestling Federation, it's no wonder you went out and got yourself a bodyguard that appeared with you last Monday night on Raw. I would assume that that same bodyguard is going to be at your side at the King of the Ring. Well, that's good news for you, Shawn Michaels. Will it be bad news for Crush? Only time will tell that. Let's hear from both participants right now. Shawn Michaels, because of you, brother, my opportunity to return to Kona, Hawaii as King of the Ring was taken away. But that's okay. Because to some bad things come good. Now, I got even a greater opportunity, a shot at the Intercontinental title. Shawn Michaels, polish up that belt because no bodyguard or nothing is going to stop me. Well, the conspiracy continues. No time for Shawn Michaels to get the bask in the glory of becoming the two-time Intercontinental Champ. Jack Tunney throwing me into a title match against Crush at the King of the Ring. Well, Crush, one thing is not going to change, and that is Shawn Michaels being the Intercontinental Champ. We're back with more WWF. Wait, 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 wait a minute, McMahon. I gotta disagree with that airhead gorilla monsoon. He says it's a good news, bad news situation for Shawn Michaels. No way, it's all good news. First of all, the good news is he is once again the Intercontinental Champion. Second of all, more good news. Now that he's smart enough to go out and get a man to watch his backside, he's gonna remain the Intercontinental Champion after King of the Ring. Crush is going to be Crush the next champion, gonna I believe. Be the next oh, champion. Very and good. Shawn Michaels has problems. I'll tell you who's got problems is Razor. Ramon muchos problemas. Yes, he does. He has big problems. Razor Ramon has up the ante to $7,500. That's Come how on, badly kid. he wants the one, two, three kid to get back into the ring. Standing by with pre-recorded comments, the one, two, three kid. One, two, three kid. You know, last Monday night on Raw, Mr. Ramon, you came back out. Now you're offering me $7,500 to get back in the ring with you just one time. You know, that's more money I've ever had in my entire life. I get goosebumps just thinking about what I could do with that money. Boy, that money sure would help right now. All the bills I could pay off and everything. And then I think $7,500. It's a lot of money. And money may be important to you, Mr. Ramon. But my family is the most important thing to me. And if something would happen to me, I don't know what my family would do. So I'm just, I just can't do it. I can't accept it. The answer is no. So quite a lot got covered in a short space of time there. I'm looking forward to Sean versus Crush again for the title, as the matches these two have had in the past have been brilliant. The now titled 123 Kid also pops up to decline Razor's latest offer. Hopefully, Razor continues to raise the stakes. With Kid constantly ducking him, and Bret Hart of all people poking the bear, Razor had a massive head of steam to blow off, and he was going to take it out on Bert Centino. Razor attacks Centino from behind and then hits him with a fallaway slam. The announcers talk about the ulterior motives Razor has with his offer to the 123 kid before Razor hits the super back suplex and then follows up with a Razor's Edge for the win in 1 minute and 32 seconds. The continuing riling of the crowd to chant at Razor is going well, and Scott Hall is acting accordingly. This was another effective squash from the bad guy to showcase a man wrestling with the mistake he made in underestimating an opponent. Well, ladies and gentlemen, as you can see, things are really heating up for the King of the Ring this Sunday night. Bret Hart and Razor Ramon are going to be locking up in the opening round of that fantastic event out of the heart of America, Dayton, Ohio, this Sunday night. See it all exclusively on pay-per-view cable TV. 
Now then, ladies and gentlemen, what about the main event? World Wrestling Federation champion Hulk Hogan, five-time World Wrestling Federation champ, to defend against Yokozuna. There is more. What about this for an eight-man tag? Relative newcomers, the Smoking Guns, are going to be teaming up with the Steiner brothers, Rick and Scott. Their opponents, the foursome, comprised of the Head Shrinkers and Money Incorporated, the current World Wrestling Federation Tag Team Champions. Now, in first round action at the King of the Ring, Mr. Perfect squares off against Mr. Hughes. This Hughes so tough, I understand this guy pulls his own teeth. He's managed by Harvey Whippleman, that I do know. Also at the King of the Ring, Bam Bam Bigelow is going to be squaring off against my guest at this time, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, oh! opening round this Sunday night, big match with Bam Bam. That's right, me, Gene, and I've been getting ready. I've been pushing a little extra iron. I've been pushing myself away from the dinner table. I've been having my mind focused on one thing, Bam Bam Bigelow. You know, he's a real scary-looking guy with all those flaming tattoos all over his body. A little different-looking guy. Well, it would worry me. If I was a three-year-old kid, but I'm a man, Bam Bam, all that fire and smoke, it doesn't scare me. So when you go down to the ring, listen for the bell, look back at the dressing room door, and you're going to see six-foot-three, 290-pound hacksaw Jim Duggan stomping down to the ring. And when I get there, I'm going to do what I do best, yep. beat people up. Tough guy. Thank you, Hacksaw Jim Duggan. In the opening round at the King of the Ring this Sunday night, he's going to be meeting none other than Bam Bam Bigelow. Hey, there is more great action in the opening round. Undefeated Native American superstar Tatanka is going to be meeting this gentleman. Oh, please give me a break. Narcissus Lex Luger, that controversial elbow with the steel or lead in there is old news, but I guess it's legal apparently. Absolutely. You know, my friend and myself right here just relished the thought in the King of the Ring tournament, a showcase event, pay-per-view of being the spoiler. The spoiler of Tatanka's wonderful undefeated streak. And you know, it's something he's bad times lately for Tatanka because he's he's lost that patch in that red streak from Bamba Bigelow he calls hair and now he loses his Lex Luger, we're going to find out this Sunday Night Live from the heart of America at the King of the Ring. After the King of the Ring hype, another one of our tournament contenders looks to tune up himself as Hacksaw Jim Duggan faces Mike Bell. Hacksaw leads the crowd in a USA chant as the announcers mention how we will hear from Yokozuna later on in the show. Bell cheap shots Duggan after the break, but Duggan fights back and then puts Bell away with the three-point stance in one minute and six seconds. Another standard Duggan match here, but something tells me that Bam Bam Bigelow will be a tougher test. This Sunday night in Dayton, Ohio, it's the King of the Ring. And my next guest will face World Wrestling Federation Heavyweight Champion, Hulk Hogan! With his manager, Mr. Fuji, ladies and gentlemen, he is Yoko Zuna. Take a look at the girth of not just Mr. Fuji. Take a look at that. That unquestionably, no doubt, is an extraordinary athlete. I thought you were talking about the girth of the mouth on Bonnie Blackstone. Uh, Last time you, I saw a mouth like that, it had a hook in it. Would you, you please be nice? She refused you, Lawler. 
Take a look at Yokozuna. The way he can move that 500 pounds plus. Mr. Fuji, this Sunday night from the Nutter Center in Dayton, Ohio, this 505-pound individual will have a chance to regain the World Wrestling Federation title. But in order to do that, he must defeat five-time World Wrestling Federation champion Hulk Hogan. Let me tell you, this Sunday night, Hulk Hogan, we're going to face you and take back the belt that you stole from Mario Kozuma in WrestleMania 9. You say stole, Mr. Fuji. You issued a challenge at WrestleMania 9. I did not issue no challenge whatsoever. Yokozuna and I, like millions of Japanese all over the world, were celebrating victory against ex-champion Bret Hart. And let me tell you, Hogan, this Sunday, when you look across the ring, you'll see not a 505 pound, but you'll see a 550 pound. I am deliberately bouncing my Yokozuna up. It consists of eight to 12 meals a day. You need about 30 to 40 pounds of rice, 60 to 80 pounds of steak, fish, and chicken. The way he ties up with you, Hulk Hogan, he'll pound you right down the canvas. Then when you come, when Yokozuma climbs up the ring on the rope, gives a kamikaze drop. Good. One, two, or three times. And I want to hear you scream, scream. And I want to hear every rhythm in your body. And I will see your mouth in foam. Then I will turn around and look at all the little Hokomania crying in tears. Then I'll tell my Yokozuma, go for the team. And he'll climb up the rope. Give him another Kamikaze bomb. And we will take back what is rightfully ours. And all the people in Japan, including the Emperor of Japan, and a fact, Emperor King, a national holiday for my Yokozuma. And your Yokozuma will be a new WWF champion. I assure you, Mr. Fuji does not speak for anyone of Asian extraction, and Yokozuna doesn't represent the country of Japan, or any other country for that matter. He's only out for himself. Yet to come later on, the Hulkster himself. Don't worry, Hogan is also going to cut the same promo we get from him every week too. After a break, PJ Walker prepares to cack his cackums as he faces The Undertaker. Undertaker stays in control as we get an insert on an Undertaker article in WWF magazine. Undertaker hits a clothesline and then a choke slam for the win in 1 minute and 32 seconds. We also see Giant Gonzalez and Harvey Whippleman come down the aisle and Gonzalez and Undertaker have a confrontation. However, Mr Hughes comes out and lays out Bearer with a sidewalk slam before attacking the Undertaker from behind with the urn. Hughes stays on the attack and then holds up the urn with Whippleman nearby as Gonzalez is no longer in sight. The segment ends with both Undertaker and Bearer still out on the mat. So it looks like Giant Gonzalez isn't going anywhere soon, so at least we'll get something of a feud with Mr Hughes as well, since he knows how to start a feud with Undertaker. Steal the urn! Ladies and gentlemen, I'm still in somewhat of a state of shock after what we have just seen. During the break, I should report to you, The Undertaker struggled to his feet. He staggered over and picked up Paul Bear, 
and he carried him literally back to the locker room area. I'm certain at this very moment, the Undertaker is looking for the giant Gonzalez, looking for Harvey Whippleman, looking for the urn, and most assuredly, the Undertaker is looking for Mr. Hughes. This report is brought to you by the WWF King of the Ring Hotline, which is open right now, featuring daily interviews with the eight qualifiers for the first ever King of the Ring Tournament. Again, folks, the hotline is open right now. Here we go with your final report. This Sunday night, live from the heart of America, the World Wrestling Federation kicks off an exciting summer season with the King of the Ring. And the only way you can see this sold-out event, the King of the Ring, is by contacting your local cable company and joining us in the comfort of your own home on pay-per-view cable TV. Folks, don't wait any longer. Call right now. The action starts this Sunday at 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific. Now, sparks have been flying ever since WrestleMania 9 between Yokozuna and the five-time WWF champion Hulk Hogan. Their showdown takes place in the main event this Sunday night as challenger Yokozuna, with Mr. Fuji in his corner, locks up with this man. Earlier, we heard from Yokozuna. Right now, let's hear from the Hulkster. You know something, Hulkamaniacs? I gotta lay it out straight to you one time because this Sunday night, it all comes to a head. Destiny meets Hulk Hogan, brothers. Five times WWF Heavyweight Champion, guided by the mouth of the South. But now in Dayton, Ohio, not only with America, but with the whole world watching, I face the biggest, the toughest challenge, bar none of my career. Well, even when I was a little teeny holster, there were a few things that turned me on, dudes. Fine-tuned guitars and firm-feeling women. But in the twilight of Hulk Hogan's career, my kids turned me on. Spending time with my friends. But I gotta lay it out straight. Here's the down card for you. The thing that makes Hulk Hogan walk on the wild side, brothers, is walking that edge. That fine razor's edge that separates greatness an all-out disaster. Well, Hulkamaniacs, this Sunday, I get to walk the edge. And cameraman, if you'd wake up and zoom in on the largest arm in the world, brother, you can see the 24-inch python with the main vein that's full of ice-cold water, brother, is ready for the ultimate challenge. Because after Sunday, we'll find out if Hulkamania is going to live forever. We'll find out if it's Pearl Harbor all over again. But the one thing we're going to find out is if you train, said your prayers, eat your vitamins, believe in yourself, and believe in Hulk Hogan, we're going to find out what side of the fence you're on. So in Dayton, Ohio, when the building starts to rumble, and the shadow of the immortal Hulk Hogan comes through the curtain. It's not an earthquake. It's not a natural disaster. It's just the strongest force in the universe getting ready to take over till the end of time. What you gonna do, Yokozuna? <sighs> I got a pretty good idea what I would do. Ladies and gentlemen, that's the first title defense for Hulk Hogan in over two months. I can hardly wait. 
Now, I can't recall if it was Dinah Washington or Axl Rose, but I know one of them said, what a difference a day makes. And indeed, that's the case in the big singles matchup between Crush and Shawn Michaels. Last weekend, Michaels recaptured the Intercontinental title in Albany, New York, and that prize title will be on the line at the King of the Ring, much to the chagrin of Mr. Michaels. Hey, what about the eight-man tag? The Steiner brothers teaming up with the Smoking Guns. They're going to be meeting World Wrestling Federation Tag Team Champions, Money Incorporated, and their partners, the Head Shrinkers. I've got to believe they're going to need a traffic cop to keep track of the players in that one. Then, it's on to the most exciting and unique tournament that World Wrestling Federation fans have ever seen. The eight top superstars who have qualified over the past weeks will compete in a one-night single elimination tournament. And here are the first-round matchups. Brett the Hitman Hart meets Razor Ramon. Mr. Perfect squares off against Mr. Hughes. Hacksaw Jim Duggan locks up with Bam Bam Bigelow. And the narcissist Lex Luger tangles with Tatanka. Obviously, folks, the winners advance. One man will have to win three times to be crowned the king of the ring. The actual coronation will be part of the post-tourney festivities. It all adds up, ladies and gentlemen, to an extraordinary evening of WWF Entertainment. An evening we can share with you exclusively on pay-per-view cable TV. To join us live, contact your local cable company right now. You've come to expect the best in pay-per-view from the World Wrestling Federation. We'll see you ringside this Sunday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific. All of it live from the heart of America for the first ever King of the Ring. One more day, guys. One more day and this red and yellow nonsense can end. Get set for a new tag team headed to the WWF. They are men on a mission. are coming to the WWF and I bet Vince McMahon is coming as well. Our WWF Tag Team Champions come out next as Money Inc. face the combined might of Tony Roy and Buddy Lane. After IRS calls us a bunch of tax cheating pricks, we get down to the <clears throat> action. IRS beats on Lane as Lawler jokes about Whippleman opening up the urn. Lane floats over and nearly rolls up IRS for the win, but is quickly double-teamed by Money Inc. Roy tags in as DiBiase beats him down, and Money Inc. stays in control until DiBiase uses the Million Dollar Dream for the win in 1 minute and 45 seconds. However, we see the Steiner brothers come down the aisle. Rick then asks for a title shot, 
right now as the fans cheer. But Money Inc. bails as DiBiase looks into the camera and says, when we want to, as the fans chant, chicken. The closing challenge from the Steiners was really good, but the squash wasn't much to write home about. I understand there's a lot to get in, but this could have been a nice promo segment between Money Inc. and the Steiners instead. Ladies and gentlemen, it's coming your way this Sunday night from the heart of America in Dayton, Ohio. I'm talking about the first ever King of the Ring. Now, if you cannot join us in Dayton, you will have an opportunity to join us on pay-per-view cable TV. Folks, don't wait. Call your local cable company right now. Don't be shut out. Be part of the King of the Ring. World Wrestling Federation champion Hulk Hogan with the title defense of the main event at the King of the Ring against Yokozuna. What about this after last weekend? Once again, Shawn Michaels, the Intercontinental Champ, and he's going to be defending against the big man from Hawaii Crush. You know, eight of the greatest superstars already qualified for the King of the Ring. They're going to be meeting in the opening round. Two of those men are standing by right now, joining me face-to-face. -face. Former World Wrestling Federation Champion, Bret the Hitman Hart, and his opponent in the opening round, the man that... Uh, isn't exactly on a streak right now. Razor Ramon here, like, uh, one, two, three, huh? Okay, Gene, man. What? Everybody laughing at the bad guy. Not really. Come on. One, two, three. Okay. Some little stick man gets a W over Razor Ramon. He's nobody. Forget about him. Now, Razor, he's been down before, man, and he always get back up mm -hmm. and I'm gonna get up and this Sunday I'm gonna be up cuz I'm gonna go through the hit man cuz he he used to be somebody well, he, he used to is. be the main man and razor I'm gonna carve you up hit man <laughs> uh, Bret Hart. So, uh, you know yeah. I, I mean I'm curious to know what what kind of preparation uh, razor Ramon's been doing what about for, that? for this big fight I mean here's a guy he's supposed to be preparing for former World Wrestling Federation champion. And here's a guy, he gets beat by, as he says, a stick man. He doesn't look to me like a guy, like Razor Ramon's been doing very much homework. This is the king of the ring, buddy. This is the biggest event of the year. And you're stepping in the ring with somebody who's hungry. Somebody who wants another shot of the World Wrestling Federation Great. title. And the only way I'm gonna do that is by becoming the king in the ring. No and I way. can promise you, Razor Ramon, oh, yeah? you used to walk the razor's edge, but it seems to me like lately you're having trouble crawling on it. No. You're up against no. the best there is. No. The excellence of execution. Prove it. Technically, Prove it. I'm gonna Gentlemen, wipe you out. Prove it. One, Gentlemen, two, enough of this rhetoric. Three. Enough of this conversation. We're gonna find out this Sunday night when the two of you meet in the opening round of the King of the Ring, exclusively on pay-per-view. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. New WWF figures give you the power of Hulkamania, the knockout Prince of Virgil, the audacity of IRS, and the madness of the Macho Man. Collect new WWF figures now. Go separately, dig it! Macho Man Randy Savage on the WWF King of the Ring hotline. Let me ask you, King, just who will be champion after the King of the Ring event? I can tell you, you're going to see a sight that you've never witnessed in your entire life. 
The flag of the rising sun being waved in victory and then draped over the limp, lifeless body of the once proud Hulk Hogan after Yokozuna squashes him and wins the WWF title. I'm not your man who will win the tournament itself. Well, what a question. Put me on the spot. Mr. Perfect, the hitman, the narcissist, Mr. Hughes. I mean, bam, bam, Macho Man Randy Savage making Douglas. up his mind, but you can make up your mind to join us for the pay-per-view spectacular. It has wrestling. your way this Sunday night. It's the King of the Ring. Don't miss it. What did he up to? And now we go to my final thoughts. If you look past the action in the ring, this episode of Superstars was actually an excellent go-home hype show for King of the Ring. One way or another, either via promo segments or commentary, every single match was highlighted and showcased. To be fair to WWF, the entire build to King of the Ring has been really solid, which will hopefully serve to give viewers something to look forward to come Sunday. The match of the night has to go down to personal preference really. I love the Steiner brothers, current behaviour aside, and their opening contest was an excellent squash. However, superstar of the night goes to Razor Ramon. This touch of anger he's displaying over losing to a perceived jobber has lit a fire under him and I'm all here for it, even if his opponents are not. Highlight of the night, well in all honesty, as much as I hate the man in 1993, Hulk Hogan knew how to cut a final hype promo. Yes, he's a cornball. Yes, he'd rather glad hand with the big wigs at New Japan. And yes, he's made a mockery of the WWF title after Bret Hart had a solid run with it. But he's made the match with Yokozuna one to watch for me. And the low light of the night is a bit of a cop out from me really. But the absence of a star versus star match was a tad disappointing. But I get it, as there was a lot to get in pre-King of the Ring. Well guys, it is Saturday, so let's pop across to check out what WCW were putting on at 6.05. The June 12th edition of WCW Saturday Night emanated from the Centre Stage Theatre in Atlanta, Georgia, recorded on June the 1st, 1993. Johnny B. Bad defeated the Nature Boy Paul Lee in 1 minute and 24 seconds with the kiss that don't miss right hand. He is more than determined to get his precious glitter gun from Max Payne as he reiterates to Tony Schiavone post-match. Pre-match, the Hollywood Blondes have a good old scream about Ric Flair and Arn Anderson. The assassin is back again and he's going to keep interrupting until he gets an answer from Dusty Rhodes. Lovely. I also think he hints that he's porking his mam. Dusty's mam, that is, not, not his own. <laughs> Barry Windham defeated Dave Dunlap in 1 minute and 41 seconds with the implant DDT. Lord Stephen Regal and Sir William make their presence felt next. The change from generic babyface to aristocratic heel was an instant game changer for Regal, but Bill Dundee, 
was shit. You can listen for yourself after I've stopped rambling. We then get a vignette showing Vader and Sid walking into a high-class establishment before a midget with an eye patch introduces Colonel Robert Parker and Harley Race to the podium. They announce that their charges, WCW World Heavyweight Champion Big Van Vader, dressed in a lovely suit I might add, and Sid Vicious in jeans and no top, doing his best bang bang bart, will be uniting as the Masters of the Power Bomb. The WCW Tag Team Division had better watch out, especially Sting and Davey Boy Smith, who will be squaring off with this devastating new force at the upcoming Beach Blast. That interfering cow looking for Cactus Jack decided to bother his kayfabe wife and son rather than just letting it lie. It's believed that he has amnesia apparently. Yeah, and so do WCW because they've forgotten that Cactus Jack's wife was an actual model and not the swamp donkey that we got here. The Hollywood Blondes defeated Dick Hart and Scotty McKeever in 1 minute and 24 seconds with the stun gun. Tony Schiavone then interviewed Ric Flair and Arn Anderson. Rick's return match will be a 2 out of 3 falls match for the WCW World Tag Team Champions. Both teams then get into a locker room brawl. And in our main event, Davey Boy Smith, Dustin Rhodes and Sting defeated Dick Slater and the Wrecking Crew in 10 minutes and 52 seconds, when Davey Boy gave the running power slam to... Oh, let's just say one of the Wrecking Crew. These three will apparently be teaming against Rick Rude and the Masters of the Powerbomb at Clash of the Champions. In what has been a, a short episode of Saturday Night, everything was pretty much good, and the bulk of the time went to the six-man main event, so no complaints here. So it's been quality from both companies today, and hopefully the quality continues tomorrow. I will be back in your ears tomorrow with my breakdown of a now 30-year-old event, the inaugural King of the Ring. However guys, in the meantime, and in between time, stay beefy, meat ciders! very much, as we were told a week ago by someone from apparently from Great Britain, we are waiting, and he has arrived. Let's welcome to WCW Saturday Night, Sir Stephen, or Sir William, along with Lord Stephen Regal. WCW Saturday night, it's always uh, our pleasure to be uh, around aristocrats. Why do you have this stupid grin on your face? You are talking to a gentleman's gentleman. This is Stephen Lord Regal, and I am Sir William. Now, tomorrow night, he's going to make his debut on your television and show you just how good a wrestler he is. Then Thursday night, he's going to wrestle Marcus Bagwell. This man, I don't know, sounds like a sickness. He has been taught and he has been showed the skill of professional wrestling by the greatest students in all of Great Britain. And by the way, Your Lordship, have you tried the tea here? They drink it cold. Cold tea? That's rather appalling, isn't it? Anyway, anyway Mr. Shivani, why are you in, in interviewing me and not my friend, the living legend, Mr. Lawrence? 
my friend, where is he? And we'll get your chance to talk to uh, Larry Zabisco on the main event tomorrow night. Okay, good, good. Uh, we'll take a note, William. Invite uh, Lawrence on the pheasant shoot next week. I'm sure he'll enjoy that. Come on, your lordship. Lady Diane called today. Will you tell that girl to stop bothering me? Do you know I'm fed up with her? She's just, she's just. Oh, tell do you want to know the main reason why I'm here, Mr. Shivani? Yes, I certainly would. Thank you very much. Let me inform these. Firstly, let me thank the people of America for letting me into your humble little hovels. Uh, homes? Homes? Hovels? Same thing. Uh, probably the only thing of class that's going to be in there all week. Now, the Queen is rather embarrassed at the moment about the state of the world. Family, that I mean, Prince, Prince Charles is running about playing polo. Andrew's driving helicopters. Andrew boy is a complete fool. I mean, there's just nothing happening there. So she wanted somebody to show the world that the British are still the greatest people in the world. And I'm exactly the man to do it. Did you realize that? No, I did not. I did not realize well, do you, I mean, do you know familiarity breeds contempt? You're getting rather contemptuous of me at the moment. You don't I can't have to talk to him no more, Your Lordship. Come on. I'm still to find an establishment where I can buy crumpets. It's rather a call. We'll be back on TV.